This is the Christchurch Surbiton Hill Sermon Podcast feed. These sermons have been taken from our YouTube church service broadcast, which come every Sunday at 10.30 in the morning. You can watch the church service at YouTube or visiting our church website, ccsurbiton.org. We pray that you'll know God's richest blessings. Uh, Well, good morning. We're going to think about that passage in a second. It's a short passage, but it's a challenging one, isn't it? So let's pray together. Um, before we do that. Father, thank you that we can read your word in the Bible. And I pray, Lord, this morning that as we think about um, forgiveness, that you would speak to us by your Holy Spirit through your word, that you would teach us truth and that you would challenge us and change us, Lord. Amen. Great. Um, We're going to come back to those verses in um, Matthew 6 a bit later on. Later on in Matthew's Gospel, in chapter 18, so 12 uh, chapters on, uh, Jesus talks to his disciples again about um, forgiveness. And in that passage, that passage starts with Peter coming up to Jesus and he says, Jesus, if someone keeps sinning against me, keeps doing wrong against me, how many times do I have to forgive him? And it was a topical question that kind of most of the teaching of the day said three so if someone sinned against you three times, you forgave them. But after that, you were like, no, we're done now. Jesus, um, sorry, Peter says to Jesus, well, maybe seven, as in like, uh, I've, I'm raising the bar. You know, I've heard what you're saying about forgiveness and I'm raising the bar. And Jesus says to him, not seven, but 70 times seven or 77, depending on um, the translation. And I love it. It's one of those things where Peter's trying to be sort of very impressive but suddenly Jesus's answer, you know, Peter's generosity kind of evaporates into the background. Um, and the point that Jesus is making actually isn't 77 or 490. The point is you need to just keep forgiving people, even when they keep doing wrong to you. And then he tells a parable, which he says, he says, look, the kingdom of God is like this. And he says, imagine that there's a king and that king uh, decides one day there are people who owe him money. And he's going to bring them in and ask them to pay his money. He's decided now is the time. And one of his servants owes him a lot of money, like millions and millions and millions of pounds. In like a hundred lifetimes, this guy would never be able to pay it off. And he hasn't got the money. And the king brings him in. And in those days, if you couldn't pay a debt, that was bad news. Like you could go to prison. Um, but also like you and your family could be sold into slavery to so that this person can get back just a bit of the money that you owe them. So the fact that he's been brought in is bad news. And he comes in and he recognises the situation. He just throws himself down in front of the king. And he's like, look, king, I don't have it, but give me time and I will get the money, which is total rubbish. Like he will never be able to pay this debt off. Um, but he throws himself down in front of the king. And the king says, the king looks at him and he has mercy on him. And he says, I tell you what, you came in here owing me millions and millions of pounds, but I've decided to cancel, to cancel that debt totally. You can walk out now owing me absolutely nothing. You imagine the relief the guy feels there. He's like, he came in thinking that everything was about to fall apart and the king shows him mercy and he walks out owing him nothing. And it's an amazing picture that Jesus is painting of what? God is like when we come to him and we ask for forgiveness for our sin, that he is gracious and he is generous and he is merciful. 
But in the story, the guy then goes out and he sees someone else who owes him money. And it's a lot less money, like it's a few pounds. But he walks over to him and he grabs him and he says, give me the money that you owe me. And the guy does exactly what, what the first guy has done with the king. He falls down. He says, look, I don't have the money, but give me some time and I will get it and I will pay you back in full. And the guy says, no. And he has him thrown into prison. And when the king hears about this in the story, he is furious. And he comes and he finds that guy and he says, you came to me and you begged me for mercy for millions and millions of pounds. And I gave it to you. And you weren't even willing to show that guy mercy for a few quid. You, would, you weren't willing to give a tiny, tiny bit of mercy compared to the amount you were willing to ask for me for. So I'm changing our agreement and I'm throwing you into prison. And Jesus says, that is what God will be like with people who want forgiveness from him, but aren't willing to show it to other people which goes straight back to the verses that we've just heard read from Matthew 6, doesn't it? And these verses come immediately after the, the prayer that Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, what we know as the Lord's Prayer. And straight after that, which you'll remember has that line in it, forgive us our sin as we forgive those who sin, sin against us. Straight after that, Jesus reinforces that point from the prayer. And he says to his disciples, but if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive your sin. But if you do not forgive other people, their sin, your father will not forgive your sin. It's a really stark uh, statement from Jesus. And actually Jesus talks about forgiveness quite a lot in the gospels. And it's always along these lines. It's really clear that he expects his followers to be people who forgive other people. That actually, if we come to God and ask for his forgiveness, we have to be willing to give forgiveness to other people. Um, and I think often when we hear a passage like this and it's, it seems very stark, we look for a way to sort of soften it. Don't we? Or maybe he just means maybe he just means to have a kind of forgiving spirit. Um, but it's really clear, actually, Jesus being absolutely clear. We are called to forgive other people if we expect to receive forgiveness from God. And that's the main that's the main message from this passage. And that's the main message for today. And it's a hard command. If, um, sometimes forgiving people can be very simple. Can't it? it might be a small thing or it might be someone that we know very well. And we can say, well, it was acting out of character or whatever. But actually, for a lot of us, there will be things that are really, really difficult to forgive. And as we reflect this morning, I just want to I just want to. Uh, talk about two things just remind us of two things that I hope will encourage us um, in this area of forgiveness the first is this the first is that God knows how hard it is to forgive sometimes I think we forget but what um, I always think is really interesting about these passages so where Jesus for example is talking about forgiveness and what it means to forgive is that at the time that he's saying this, he is literally in the middle of God's rescue plan in order to be able to offer us forgiveness. He's on earth for exactly that purpose. And the reality is that will cost him his life and he will be willing to lay that down. I think in the parable with the king, sometimes you can kind of think, well, yeah, the king was probably rich anyway, wasn't he? So 
just writing off a debt probably didn't cost him that much. But the reality is that the Bible tells us that what God had to go through in order to be able to offer us forgiveness was so, so costly. That having watched his creation effectively walk away, that as each of us individually choose to disobey God or to ignore him, what the Bible calls sin, and the separation that that causes, that breaks that relationship with God that we have. We have created a situation that we cannot come back from by our own strength. There is no way that we can come back from the things that we've done wrong against God. And the Bible tells us that into that situation, God stepped in, that Jesus came to earth and lived a perfect life. And ultimately that he allowed himself to be killed by the very people that he was coming to save. That on the cross, he, he took in enormous physical pain as he was crucified, but also emotional and spiritual pain as he was separated tempor temporarily from God and rejected by his own creation. And in the middle of that, we're told that he prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. But that having, having risen back to life, that that pain that Jesus went through on the cross he then offers to us as a sacrifice for our sin. But actually, we don't have to go through any of that in order to be forgiven because God has been through that process. God knows the painful journey that you have to go through in order to forgive someone else. He knows it on a cosmic scale that we will never have to encounter. But what that means, if, it, if you're there... If you're listening to this or reading that passage from Jesus and there's a particular situation, you're, you're saying, God, I'm really struggling to forgive that person or those people or forgive what happened in that situation. Then the God we pray to knows what it is to struggle, knows that struggle, knows the pain of um, being rejected, knows the pain of being sinned against knows the journey that it go, you have to go on in order to come to a point where you can forgive someone. And he has done it. So he can, we can cry out to him in that place and he can minister to us through his spirit because he knows what it's like. But he has done it and he still calls us to do it. Second thing I just want us to think about briefly is that God knows it is worth it. I think in the passage is stark, isn't it? Jesus is like, if you don't forgive other people, you won't be forgiven. And I think that can make it sound like it's kind of a, um, we should do it because it's conditional or we could do it, we should do it because we're duty bound. And I suppose there's a truth in that. But I think as you, as you read through the Bible, God's heart for us to forgive and to be forgiven is not really about duty, although when we're responding to God, of course, obedience comes into it. But it's because he longs for us to be set free and to be healed from the consequence of sin. Both sin that we've done towards God, but also sin that's been done to us, hurt that's been given to us. Um, Jesus didn't go to the cross because he had to. Jesus went to the cross because he longed to be back in relationship with us. And we can't know the full extent of that reasoning of God, but the Bible is really clear that he goes because he loves us so much, that he went to the cross because he loves us and he longs to be restored back into relationship with us. That he made us in his image and therefore we're made to be relational. 
We're made to be people who are in relationship with God. And that sin breaks that. It breaks that down. But the reconciliation and forgiveness are, mean, are the means by which that break can be healed. Jesus chose the cross, enabling our relationship to be restored with him. And he calls us to be people who are restored with each other. Let me just read it. I just want to read a few um, lines from uh, a memoir of Desmond Tutu. And he's reflecting on the Truth and Reconciliation Committee in South Africa and a number of other projects he's been involved with. But he's got some really powerful words on forgiveness. I just want to read them out because I found them really helpful. He says this. He says, forgiving and being reconciled are not about pretending that things are different to what they are. It's not patting one another on the back and turning a blind eye to the wrong. True reconciliation exposes the awfulness, the abuse, the pain, the degradation, the truth. It could even sometimes make things worse. It is a risky undertaking, but in the end it is worthwhile. Because in the end there will be real healing from having dealt with the real situation. God calls us to be forgive, forgiving because we have received great forgiveness. And he calls us to be forgiving because he longs to see us healed from resentment and hatred and pain. And he knows what it is to walk that path because he has done it and he will walk it with us and we must walk it with each other. That is the call. It doesn't make it easier, but I think it does give us hope and it does inspire us. So let's pray together um, that we can put that into practice. Father, thank you that you went to the cross so that we could be forgiven. And Lord, as you call us to do the same, to show others the mercy that we've been shown, I pray that you will strengthen us and encourage us, particularly if there are particular situations where we're struggling with that. Inspire us, Lord, we pray. Strengthen us and lead us into that place of healing by your grace and by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.